Today, he is going to talk about how do you go about firing employees? Now, this this is deep, and I'm excited to send this podcast to several of my clients because not having the right talent in your company, not only do you waste money, not only do you waste time, but you waste your reputation. Like, that's, look, yeah, know, it's yeah. bad. They, they are, everybody that you hire is a brand representative. You have the wrong representative, destroys your brand. And as a young company, one thing that you know is that one, your brand equity is everything. But until you're able to build up a lot of brand equity, every hit against your brand hurts a lot, right? So um, Starbucks can have a major issue. McDonald's can have a major issue and their brand takes a hit, but they can bounce back. But if you're a younger company, a startup company in growth stage, and there's somebody that, that severely misrepresents your brand, um, that hit could be, uh, I mean, the end of your business. So, um, but before we, we go on, Mikai, congratulations on the launch of your podcast that we talked about back in 2017. Okay. So, I'm going to stop, like, everyone in the studio seems to, like, throw my hands up and then he throws shade. Yes. I am executing. Yes. I am executing Sales Gun Wild is now on Spotify. Yes. It's now on several other podcasts, and I'm very excited about it. And that. you will now be able to hear motivation from Mikai that I have on the download on sales gun wild but it's going to be a lot longer right and i think i'm going to talk about the secret and the power of your mindset for this week's motivation yeah, okay good stuff Thank good you. stuff Thank all right you. so sales gun wild. <laughs> all right so um so yeah so one of the um, one of the things that you always hear is um fi fire fast hire slow right so take your time in hiring fire fast um, and you also hear individuals talk about, uh, and I was actually listening to this in a podcast when I was um, on the way here, um, but somebody reiterating the fact that you can't, when you're looking at your team and you're looking at the culture of your team, um, even if you have a Michael Jordan on your team, if you have the most talented individual on your team, but they're toxic to, your, to the organization, to the environment, you need to let them go. Um, because uh, some, a, a toxic individual will kill a brand, so they can produce all of the great work in the world, but if they are uh, diminishing the, um, the value that other individuals are bringing to the business, they got to go. So yeah. when you're looking at um, the, the end of somebody's lifetime with your firm, right, <laughs> uh, with your company, what are some of the things that you need to take into account? Because uh, right now I'm in a very interesting situation um, I'm reviewing two uh, two severance agreements, right? Um, so I'm reviewing a severance agreement for a client that's firing somebody and a severance agreement for somebody that's, uh, for a client that's being fired, right? And um, on both sides of the coin, you know, you have to evaluate what are some, what are some of the, the relevant issues. And a lot of times when a company is firing somebody, the first thing that they think about is, I don't want this employee to come back and sue me. Um, I don't want them to come back and say that I wrongfully terminated them. I don't want them to come back and say that, um, you know, we didn't pay them for something. Or, so uh, first things first is if you're firing somebody, but you don't have the documentation that you need in order to cover your behind, you may be setting yourself up for failure. So when you are 
engaging in disciplinary actions against an employee. So every time that you have to correct an employee's action because they aren't following, um, you, you know, they're being a subordinate or they're, they're not completing job tasks um, or they're misrepresenting your brand, every time there is something that you have to sit them down and talk to them about, you need to make sure that you are writing that up. Uh, in the best case scenario, when you have that write-up, um, you're, you as the supervisor or the business owner, you're signing it, the employee signing it. It's keeping a record of the different times that you've had to correct their action. And the main thing that you're looking for here is um, the ability to show a pattern as to why you fired them so that they can't then come back and say, oh, well, I was fired because I'm a female or I was fired because I'm too young or too old or I'm black or I'm gay. There are a lot of different what, what we call protected classes. Um, and when an individual is fired and they feel like they are let go for the wrong reason, um, they, they will go and file a claim against you. So that's the first thing, documentation. Make sure that you are documenting every time that a disciplinary action takes place. Um, uh, going back, stepping back a little bit before that, you need to make sure that you have something to document against. So uh, you can't document somebody for not performing a job duty that they were never told about, right? So um, making sure that, that you clearly lay out what they're supposed to be doing so that when they don't hit that goal, when they don't meet those metrics, you can clearly show that they missed the mark. Um, then the, the second thing is um, when you're getting to the point of getting ready to fire them, have that one last conversation and say, look, this is where we've been. This is what, where we've come. Um, a lot of people will put in place a performance improvement plan. Um, but in, in any instance, um, even if they, they don't take that step, um, there's a conversation that says, okay, well, this is what we've come to. This is where we're at. We need to try and correct this. And if it doesn't happen, then the next step that you take, and this is the ultimate step in correcting yourself, um, you do put together a release and waiver of claims, um, also called the severance agreement. But it is the agreement where you as the business owner put down, okay, well, you know, we have, we're, we're terminating the agreement as of our, the relation, the employment relationship. So as of this date, you are no longer an employee. We are going to pay you out. Of course, it's um, by law, you have to pay out the employee for unused but earned vacation time or pay time off, sorry, not, not vacation time, pay time off. Um, and any hours that they've worked through the date of being terminated, you have to pay them for that, right? But what will happen is in severance agreements, a lot of times you will pay them something above and beyond. So it, it, it'll either be you know one week's pay or up to four months pay, depending on how long that they've been with the company. But in this agreement, one thing that you need to make sure that you're doing as a business owner is you need to make sure that you are clearly and accurately releasing all claims that the employee may have against the company, whether they know that they have that claim or not. Um, but one of the one of the th one of the interesting things is that um, individuals, when writing these severance agreements, aren't really taking into account the laws behind what has to be input into the severance agreement. So, for instance, um, if someone if you are firing someone that's over the age of forty, and you want to make sure that they can't come back and say that that it was age discrimination, you have to give them at least twenty one days to re to review the document with an attorney so there are times where people will say you have seven days to sign this right or you need to sign this you need to sign this within uh before you before you leave um there are certain sounds like employees have a lot of power well well like, there oh, it sounds like a union so so there there are a lot of 
there are a lot of laws that have been put in place to protect certain classes. Like I said, so age, race, sexual orientation, religious beliefs, like there are a lot of different regulations that are put in place. And each of these regulations have certain um, thresholds and, and uh, requirements in the firing process that you have to adhere to, especially if you're going to ask them to release claims as it relates to um, the, the particular uh, the particular legislation that you, that you're trying to, to avoid. So you have to make sure that you know um, what could be applicable. You have to make sure that you're following the language of those uh, of those acts in um, drafting these severance agreements. Um, and you have to make sure that you collect your stuff. Yeah. Collect it. Look, do. look. Passwords. Um, make sure make sure that all the social media Phone accounts. Chargers, right. Computers. Like right. Those chargers are expensive. Right. Key key cards. Access cards. Yeah. Right. Be, the, the mouse for the for the computer. You would be right. You would. It would what? Anything special really with Illinois? Ginger uh, just asks, is there anything special really with Illinois? Uh, not, not what you're talking about. when you're talking about letting somebody go. Yeah. Um, no, most states are very, uh, very even keel across across the board. Um, the, in in Illinois, there have been fights over if I if I'm an employee that comes into the firm and I create the social media accounts and there's nothing in the agreement that says that the business owns those social media accounts. There, there have been fights about, um, you know, who owns the, uh, essentially the, the, the network that has been created around that social media account. So, so um, on the front end, you just need to make sure that you have those agreements in place, but you could also do that on, on the, within the severance agreement uh, and say, you will return all of this stuff to me. It's all property of the company for this. We are going to pay you out x amount um make sure that they have the ability to review it to uh, advise them to talk to an attorney so that you that so that you're protected on the back end um but fi yeah firing someone is is hard right yeah. firing someone is hard but firing somebody the wrong way and not protecting yourself could be a lot harder so now, make sure you know what you're supposed to do is completely different um for the most part, so um, there there have been times where um, where contractors not necessarily filed um, wrongful termination uh, claims, but they they have filed uh, under breach of contract because they're they're being the contract being terminated for some sort of uh, reason that's not articulated within the agreement, as you and I know. We know. I know very much. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about that. And listen, if you're suing someone, if you're a contractor, just stay in the fight. It's going to take a long time, but it's worth you getting your coins. Forget the big guy. It's worth, it. it's worth you getting your coins, and the coins add up eventually. So just stay in the fight and hire Jamal Jackson, and he will stay in the fight with you. How do we get a hold of you, Jamal? All right, jacksoncorporatelaw.com. You can Google us. Uh, we actually just rebranded the podcast. I know. It's, it's not, not it, legally binding no, anymore. It's, it's deals. No, it's, it's now called Done Deal. Done. Yeah. Done yeah. Deal. Because we focus, on yes. putting, we focus on deals. We do deals. They do. So, and they close them. Right. So the hashtag is do deals better. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Now we're going to move into our local focus segment with CJ Harry.